I don't like to say, oh, well, 90, 90% of guys are on steroids because I don't know anybody. I, I haven't trained with anybody that I know was on steroids because that's just not the team that we have. Because the way that it was and the way that it's always been is, hey, man, you fail, you're off the team. Like, we're not going to stand for that shit. That's the way it is at my gym. That's the way that it was, you know, uh, at the gyms that I've trained at. On my my personal range here, which is my backyard, and uh, the dogs are locked inside. It's just dark. Nobody wants to shoot the dog. No. No, not tonight. Hi, and welcome back to the Jim Miller Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to preview Mayweather-McGregor. Uh, we're going to kind of dive into the John Jones failed drug test a little bit. Um, some new information has come out, so uh, just bear that in mind. And uh, we're also uh, in the back uh, cooking some bratwurst while uh, we're shooting the bows, uh, talking about the upcoming archery season. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Jim Miller Podcast. Uh, tonight we are shooting the bows. It's myself, Pat, and the D's. Uh, we just set up a couple, or a couple, one uh, deer site. Uh, used some A&W Nature Labs, uh, the Killer Cube, and we threw out a little mineral magnet, um, even though it's a little late for it, but... Uh, we got stung by bees. We got stung by bees, and I feel like they were, like, super bees. They were super bees. They didn't look that super and until they stung me <laughs> and you. Yes. Um, I held my breath, so I'm clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll play. I'll get it the Pulled next time. the old time. man's <laughs> trick. Um, yeah, so we set up a, a nice spot. Uh, it's actually on some public land uh, right off of some private land that we have access to. So, uh should be a nice little spot. Lots of deer tracks. And, and, uh, and, yeah, so we came back, and we're shooting the bows. We got the Traeger fired up, cooking some brats, because I don't cook brats enough. I got to say, like, I'm not really sure what could be better than what we're doing tonight. We we scouted some land. Mm-hmm. We set up a deer site. We're going to eat some smoked meat, mm-hmm. and we're shooting the bow. And we're shooting the bows. Bang. Yep. That got checks it. my list. Got it all. So we are, we are on my, my personal range. Here, which is my backyard, and uh, the dogs are locked inside because it's dark, and nobody wants to shoot the dog. No, no, not tonight. Um, and uh, one of the trains at the gym actually shot their dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was the dog's fault. <laughs> it was the dog's fault. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna do a little shooting. We got we got some some lights set up on the target. We got lights set up for us right now, and uh, yeah. We're going to talk about what's going on in MMA as we're shooting. And these assholes decided not to give us the extensions, so it's going to be really tight. I don't think we need the extensions. We're going to cross our cords I think it's a, it's a man who truly appreciates gear. We should talk a little bit about the setups that we're shooting. Because um, like I like the buying bows? shit as much as I like. Hearing about yep. shit to buy? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll go first. Yeah. I'm shooting a Hoyt Carbon Defiant 34 with 29-inch draw length. I want to be super clear uh, about this, that uh, that I have an older Hoyt that I like a lot. It's yeah. comfortable, but that Carbon Defiant, is, it's like the Ferrari of Bose. It is, yeah. It shoots really nice. It does shoot nice. Thank you. Thank you. 
I set it up all by myself. So yeah. All by myself. John Nobody. Lee what? <laughs> um, I if, <laughs> if that's the Ferrari of Bose, you had it set up by the Michael Andretti of Bose setters. That's true. Yeah. I'm going to make you a bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've got the uh, the knockdown uh, Elevate Rest, uh, which I dig. Um, and I'm actually shooting a uh, optimizer, uh, the HHA uh, optimizer light kingpin. And I, I had taken the sight off of my bow. Um, and I'd gone to an older, you know, by like a year or two, um, I, th I think it was a Trophy Ridge, um, five point, because I used this, this site, it was a single pin, I used it for hog hunting, and in a spot and stalk situation, uh, single pin kind of, uh, it, it, I feel like I could have at least killed two more picks if I had a multi-pin. Um, so I went to the five pin. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? You just don't think you had enough adjustment in the uh, single no, pin? No, 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 no. I, I like the, I the idea of being able to adjust like from 20 to, you know, 21, 22, all the way up to, you know, a hundred, um, and beyond that if you want. Um, but in a spot and stalk situation, you don't have the opportunity to adjust. I see. Um, there were two situations while hunting the hogs down in Oklahoma where things happened pretty quickly. I had my sight set at, you know, 40 or whatever, and next thing you know, the, the pig's at 55 yards or 20. Um, and I haven't shot enough trying to learn those gaps of like, okay, well, if my bow is set at 40 yards, what's it like to shoot at 20? I see, yep. Um, because honestly, I didn't have the opportunity to shoot this bow <laughs> at those ranges. That uh, the, the bow was brand new in my hands, um, and I actually set set the sight and on the 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 wheel. I had actually just made marks where my thirty, forty, fifty, and sixty were, uh, and then I kind of figured figured out where kind of like eighty would be. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I feel like I I could have gotten at least two more pigs um so i went to the five pin the fixed five pin um was able to get a turkey with it uh i never really liked that site it was uh the um the the housing the site housing was a lot bigger so i had to change the size size of my peep site it never kind of felt comfortable to me um i preferred the smaller smaller peep and uh I decided to go back to it. I found what I did is I found a, and I don't even honestly, I don't even know this is like officially an HHA uh, site housing, but it fits. I found it on eBay. I think they just because they just came out with a three pin oh, on, on the cool. optimizer. So you still use the optimizer, so it's still the, yeah, it's still the the most of the the site. It's yeah, you know, I'd pay extra money to freaking get a three pin site housing. Hmm. So I've got a twenty, thirty, forty set in the site housing and I can still use that top pin as my fine tuned adjustment. If, you know, I decide to set it, you know, range an animal at 25 yards, I can, I can set that pin to 25 if I have the time. 
And or with I can the shoot 25 again. would still move when you roll it though. Yes, exactly. Okay, I understand. And I actually have had the opportunity to play with it shooting uh, so I set that top pin at 30 yards and I shot at 40 yards with my second pin and 50 yards and kind of found out where my arrows hit huh. at different ranges if it's set. Um, that seems like the best way to go. So you still have it you're not going to get a super clouded window with the 5 mm -hmm. what I don't like is it's just tough to see. There's yeah. so much shit I going on in I there. I get a lot of uh halo around fiber optics it, whether it's a uh a shotgun you know rifle sight like the muzzle loader having the, the having the fiber optics on it uh in the bow i i just i'm not a big fan of having a lot of them because they i get a lot of like glare around it um but uh i'm i'm liking it you know i'm liking the way that's shooting and and i got it set up pretty quickly and i'm gonna nail some deer with it this this season so cannot I'm jazzed wait. about that um, Traeger backstraps are going to be fantastic. They are going to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, I'm, I, I told myself that I was only going to shoot the silverback until the season started, and I, I broke that that's promise. A, that's a knock to it in your that's, hand right now. Yeah, I broke that promise, Pat. I feel like what I had what I ended up doing is I was shooting and let's Hold on. Let's dial it back a little bit for anybody that, that doesn't know about the silverback and the knock to it. Um, like when I first started archery, I was pretty familiar with the wrist strap, mm -hmm. um, which I felt like served me pretty well. Um, and uh, the knock two, it's going to be a thumb release, yep. which I did not initially like. I like it a ton now. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you can probably explain the silverback more articulately than I can. Um, so the, s the silverback is a back tension release. So it's got a safety <laughs> that you know, I'm kind of famous for not putting my thumb on. It's optional. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that you use to draw or let down, <laughs> let down the bow. And uh, what you do is it's it breaks at, like, uh, I think factory, they come at, like, 19 pounds. Um, so with a compound bow, you you hit your, your valley, and you're holding, you know, 15 or so pounds uh, in the valley. And what you have to do is you have to find that spot where you're not driving against the back wall and you're kind of holding in the, in the valley, and that's the that was the tough part for me. Um, initially, when I first started shooting it, is finding that spot, and uh, then what? As you you know, use your rhomboids to pull through the shot, pull your elbow back to something behind you. Um, you increase that pressure, and the and the the you know the trigger in the the release breaks. Um, so you get that surprise shot, and it's a, it's an incredible training tool. Um, and it's it's fucking terrifying. It is. <laughs> I've broken wine bottles. I've <laughs> shot through doors. I've I've done a lot of stupid things with it. <laughs> I am not comfortable with it. It scares me every time. I feel like it's like the Jack in the Box. Yeah, you're like twisting you know, it. And then the bam! thing is, is the D's the D's is like just getting into archery, and he would probably, I I probably should have told him to get it silverback. There are quite a few guys that uh, have killed animals. Learning on a silverback and using it in the woods, um, and I should have guided you in that direction. The D's should have done that, but he got a knock to it. Yeah, I did. Um, but uh, for me, what what I ended up finding, like Dud set up my silverback, and it it still felt just because of the way that I am and my horrible posture and my fucked up shoulders and back and all that crap i felt like it was 
you know, it was always different. It was always different. So I actually lightened up my uh, uh, my trigger on the Silverback, and I've become a little bit more confident in it now. Um, I don't know. I haven't put it on a scale yet to see what it breaks at, but uh, I've, I'm definitely more comfortable in it. And it, it tightens up my groups. I shoot it for a little bit, and then I go back to the knock to it, and things tighten up a little bit. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's my setup. Patrick, sweet. And uh, are we going to we're not are we going to the arrows? Because I can go into arrows too. <laughs> I think arrows are sexy and they're fun to talk <laughs> they're about. Hot. We they're could hot. do we could do a second round of arrows. Okay. We could dive right in the arrows. You right go, now, no, you go, you go. No, okay. I think Michael's up next. Oh, I, I can't tell you all that much because I don't know all that much. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, just a couple weeks old. I got a a bear LS4 was just uh, you know a ready to hunt package, so it came with all the accessories on it. All the accessories are Trophy Ridge, and again, being my first bow, I take a look at it, feel it. It feels pretty comfortable. I definitely, like you said, with the fiber optics, and I was the same way when it's on a, a shotgun or something like that, I, I get a little bit of that halo, but you know, I, anytime I look at something and I feel that it looks weird to me, I'm accusing myself because I don't know enough about it. So I'm trying to get better on my form and everything from there it feels pretty balanced i didn't think it was incredibly light until i picked up pats today and it's <laughs> it is definitely a, a light bow which is is nice when you're holding it out there for an extended period of time uh when i had no idea what the hell i was doing with the knock to it and i was like well better be on the safe side and keep it a little bit more stern my poor form uh pulled the front <laughs> end up on me and let one go <laughs> aiming upward a little bit but it's Still landed on my property, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just something to go through. I mean, you know, shooting the wrist strap, I got pretty confident with that. My groups are still, you know, they'd be tighter, looser, tighter, looser, and you'd, you'd have one just pull on you. I, f I definitely feel like that would be one that I would have. I'd be a little bit less likely to let one go that was really errant, mm -hmm. but, like, as I shoot the knock to it, I mean, I've only had that out just for, you know, not that much time. And, you know, I know when it's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know when it's wrong. I know when it's right. And I see where the, where my far from perfections send it flying on me. And, and, and when I really concentrate on doing things correctly, it's really uh, an amazing release. Oh, you're stepping on an onion, Pat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, and then my sweet, sweet rig I have a, uh, I think it's an 06 Hoyt Katera. Mm. Um, so I got it used. Uh, it came with a QAD rest, which I, I really like because um, it, it contains the arrow pretty well. So, you know, if you're if you're doing a spot and stalk, if you're walking through the woods, you can just flip it off. The arrow's on there. You don't even have to worry about it. Um, and what I was doing, I was locking the knock to it right to the string. So it was a pretty nice setup when you were in the stand or, you know, wherever you could just be ready to go. Um, I have the HHA single pin, which I really like, but I haven't done uh, spot and stalk hog yet, mm -hmm. so so it's been uh, it's been good for me. Um, I think we're gonna take a look at it and uh, and see if maybe we need to restring it. I mean, it's a comfortable bow. It's not the fastest bow. It's not the quietest bow, and I am not the best archer, so we fit each other perfectly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the way it goes. I am fairly certain that it at will least kill <laughs> a deer, but it hasn't been proven. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> at least your bow's not better than you are an archer. So, 
See, that's the problem. That's true. I'm being, I'm outgunned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your boat's constantly my disappointed. My boat's yeah, just happy to be exactly. alive. Exactly. That's exactly the case. If I put a shoelace on a piece of wood, that's exactly I'd the case. <laughs> I'd be outgunned. My, <laughs> my boat's like, hey, Jim, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking a sucker. <laughs> You're, it's like you're dating a girl that's like super, super oh, yeah. hot, and she knows it. Hey, Deez, you need to move because I'm going to start shooting. I'm going to walk my um, way out. So this is going to be fun because we've we've got headsets on. So you guys need to talk as I shoot and not pull some bullshit where you just shut up as I shoot because I'm not going to be able to talk. Yeah, we have to do a, uh, a side switch. Jimmy is locked on the target. His uh, back arm is quivering like a leaf in a windstorm. Ooh, oh, boy. knocks. Nobody said that was happening. Those yeah. are sexy, though, <laughs> and huh? My, and my, I shot above the target because I was set at 40, and I shot at my <laughs> first pin. That's what happens in the dark. First shot's in high. First shot is... First shot is way high. First shot is buried into the pine tree <laughs> behind the target. Oh, it's not on the very top of the target. Oh, no. <laughs> That's one, that's one pine down. That's one pine <laughs> down. I killed it. Killed that tree. Yeah, you're dead center on the tree. It turns out that arrows don't love pine, though. They don't. Problem. They don't. So that ar that tree has gotten quite a few. The Illuminox are just so cool, especially shooting them at night. They're, uh, they're zinging out there. And I have a hard time seeing exactly where I hit in the target mm -hmm. until I get I up close. And I can't see anything. Yeah, but with these, it's it pretty it's impressive. How long do the batteries last on them for? I don't know exactly off the top of my head. Do you replace batteries or do you get new knocks? No, you get new knocks. You get new knocks. Um, I've got a couple that, you know, they're I've shot them quite a few times. You guys are supposed to Jim talk while I'm shooting. Oh. I'm yeah, all over the place. I, and that's I was gonna concentrating, be tough to too. <laughs> that's yeah. poor form, usually. I feel like we're at yeah. a golf event. It, it, no, you can keep talking. Yeah. So what I had to do is I had to pull my, my right ear thing off, too. My headphone. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it was in the way. I'm all over the place tonight. I'm, I'm, say, I'm uh, just excited for those bratwurst. And you know what? My arm still burns because that, I think that was for the those, like, Asian wasps that, like, I think it's they were the actually hell hornets, if I identify yeah. them correctly. I saw a documentary on them once. It felt like pit bulls, venomous pit bulls. Yeah, <laughs> they were the, <laughs> they were just little like would bees. <laughs> yeah, they weren't <laughs> very big. <laughs> <laughs> they were aggressive though. Um, One got my pants. Yeah, Luckily hopefully, hope my knee. I, I should have this this podcast up. Uh, look out for a little bit of slow motion Sunday, this coming this coming Sunday. <laughs> um, we got some good stuff in there. It's going to look really good uh, to music. Little lover boy. Little lover boy. Snuck that one in there. Snuck it in tight. Ew, they're touching. <laughs> <laughs> so we're shooting at, uh, at 35, Jim? 30. 30. You were creeping up to, like, 27. Winners win. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for those in-betweens. You know what? I actually had to... Uh, I turned my my pull down a little bit because my down? my pull down What's turned pull down, down for what? what? I turned my draw weight down. Draw a weight bit. down. Yep. What you pull it with? And uh, 
because my shoulders are just on fire when yeah. I was pulling it, and uh, I was quivering and shaking. <laughs> my and shoulders were on fire when I was pulling it. I was quivering and shaking. Yeah. So I, uh, I turned it down. And are they having sex? Then they talking about archery. Talking about archery. <laughs> yeah. and then I'm going to get my arrow that's stuck in the tree. And then we, um, so I turned it down a little bit, um, and now my, my tape's off because I guess I'm not shooting the arrows as forcefully. So I have to reset the whole tape, which is frustrating too. And I guess uh, I think Jim uh, repeated John Dudley's quote that you're a uh, you're an archer all year round. So I have to get better at that because when I when I shoot consistently, my shoulder feels better. It gets, you know, I get a little more shooting stamina. But at the beginning of the season, so uh, I turned it down last year, and it doesn't feel bad right now. I, I could possibly turn it up once we start we start shooting consistently. But uh, I also wonder how much is it really going to matter, right? I, I'm not sure I'm going to take a shot past 30 uh, at this point. So if it's if it's at 55 or 60 pounds, does it is it going to make a big difference on the kill? Uh, it's hard to say, <laughs> and I and I certainly wouldn't know. But I'm in the exact same boat. I mean, once I've taken some shots a little bit further out, but I mean we're we're talking about two weeks worth, and I haven't been out there nearly. Not even every other day. So, like the ones that were further out were okay. Would I ever trust that when it was an actual hunting scenario? Definitely not. Yeah, you ha you have a certain responsibility to the animal to take I exactly a, right yeah. to take a responsible shot. I feel like too with everybody I have talked to, um, everybody's got shoulder issues, uh, <laughs> and pissed if they don't. Yeah, you, you haven't lived. <laughs> so I I don't know I I know guys that pull like uh, what is uh, Joe Rogan was pulling like ninety pounds 90 or something yeah, that's like insane that's, I would need two hands in my feet <laughs> <laughs> um not my best group but <laughs> I did pull one of these puppies shot through one of my flashy ah. <laughs> nice I left my uh, errant arrow in the tree because I don't feel like digging it out right now. No, that's a that's a chore. So, so whoever's up next can go next. Let's see it, Michael. All right, I'm not exactly sure where these are gonna go, but if you stand well behind me, I probably won't get you. You should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no promises that's made. That's still not <laughs> a guarantee. Yeah. So we we found our spot or a spot. One of our a couple. One of our. We got more options spots. this year, which I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yep, we put out the cube, and like I said, we put out a little mineral magnet. We did uh, kind of a, a cool scouting trip, too. So we, we located a water source, and we are right under uh, a big oak dropping some serious egg corn. So I, I yeah. think we're in a, a great spot that deer, there's obviously some signs of deer around. <coughs> we saw some. We did. <laughs> that was the sign. It was a, an actual deer itself. Yeah. A couple. We like uh, Three or four. We saw some deer prints. So I think they're going to be going there to drink, to eat, and to feed us. Mm -hmm. um, in a perfect world. Not a perfect world, Dees. That's the way it's going to happen. <laughs> this is our year. Well, in a perfect world, it's going to happen. This is our on year. On a daily basis. <laughs> this is your year. I think this could be our year. I think we're going to put a, a little bit more of a hurting on them this year than we did. And we're going to use that, uh, that PETA... Uh, App. Relax that front hand, bro. Relax. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, relax. Well, 
Uh, I have no idea what's happening through here right now, but well, let one ride. <laughs> That's the spirit of bow hunting. It is. <laughs> I have no idea where that went. <laughs> no, I think he's in the target. I think he is, yeah. Yeah, you're in. Um, I got to get those fancy light-ups. Yeah. They're freaking expensive. I, like eight I can't see where I landed in broad daylight. Um, so, as we're shooting, the big news, the big news in MMA. Uh, oh, Johnny Bones. I would, I would oh call it Johnny the big Bones. disappointment, man. <sighs> Fucking guys had so many chances. That's ridiculous. You know, I... I... I'm gonna wait to pass any judgment. Wait on what? On um, the rest of the information to come out for his B sample to get tested. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It honestly doesn't. And the man has done some things that don't make any sense. Uh, you know, getting banged up um, a week before a fight. Every fight doesn't make any sense that's that's stupid um you know that's a that's a crutch and the only reason he was able to get away with it is because he's a freaking phenom um but the steroid that he got popped for is from like 1964 62 or something like that it's it's not a designer steroid like, these guys that are using steroids, particularly somebody like him, who's a freaking millionaire. And, you know, I mean, I don't like to say, oh, well, 90% 90, 90 of guys are on steroids because I don't know anybody. I, I haven't trained with anybody that I know was on steroids because that's just not the team that we had. Because the way that it was and the way that it's always been is, hey, man, you fail. You're off the team. Like, we're not going to stand for that shit. That's the way that it is at my gym. That's the way that it was, you know, uh, at the gyms that I've trained at. Not going to stand for that shit. So I don't know if any of the, my training partners were on anything. And for somebody to say that 90% of the fighters are on something, that means that they know that some of their training partners are juicing. He comes from a very, you know, a very good camp, but a very successful, large camp <laughs> that if if he was going to do something, it's going to be the best. If he's going to freaking use a steroid, it's going to be the fucking best steroid that there is, not something from the fucking 1960s. That's what that's one of the things that kind of sticks out in my head is like, well, that doesn't seem right. You know, his manager came out and said, well, he uh, he took a, an oral steroid um you know the night the night after weigh-ins or something like that or some shit and that doesn't make any sense and if he did do that that's just that's fucking stupid um w whether you know uh, why are you gonna take a uh, a freaking a steroid you know to what psoriasis <laughs> you know or some shit like why yeah, are you gonna why well, are you gonna, do gonna it? say dick pills again yeah why 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 on uh, the night before the fight um but the whole thing is kind of weird. Like, if it was some freaking hot new drug, it would it'd make a little 
more sense to me. It just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think, and, he, but he, the thing is, that's we don't even know. That's that's what TMZ said. So who the fuck knows? You know if they're if they're accurate or not. So honestly, uh, until more information comes out, I'm not going to pass any judgment. You know, because it's just um, it, it's unfortunate that it happened to begin with, and you know. Whether whether it was you know something that he had control like I said if if it was him even doing something like that where he's taking an oral steroid to clear up a freaking skin thing that's fucking stupid. It's not though because they're completely separate things. You're I not going to fail for a skin disease steroid. It's well, preposterous you, no, to even you you will that. you will still fail. Um, but. It wouldn't be that steroid. So I, I, I don't understand why, you know, it would be a, a friggin' 50-year-old drug that he <laughs> that he fell for. I think it's another excuse. He had the, the dick pills incident, right? The, he's just, I don't know. This is a guy who I don't think thinks things through. I think he's, a, he, he's arguably the most talented fighter that has ever fought in the UFC. It's not even arguably, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, I mean... Demetrius Johnson is just about there, um, but Demetrius Johnson also isn't undefeated. I, I, I mean, John Jones is the the Hamill loss was, you know, g- kind of bogus. Right. Um, he's he's basically undefeated, and and yeah, it's just it is unfortunate. Um, I think I've said it in the past. It's not like I'd ever freaking drive my kids to look up to him as a role model, but. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty messed up situation. And is it like... I don't want to get tongs, so keep talking. Is this just the time he got caught? You know? So, I in my mind, when you get caught for steroids, you've tarnished your entire fight career. Is this is this the time... Is this the first time he did steroids? Or is every single fight has he been on steroids? And this is the time he got caught because somebody mixed up the medicine. It's unfortunately always a thought in the back of your mind. And it's gotten to the point... With him, it's it's almost like you wait for that headline to come out, and it it hasn't been that before. You know, it's been for a variety of other reasons, but doesn't help at all. No, and you know what? Too, it's like it's bullshit to Cormier too, because where does this leave Cormier now? So Cormier had had the belt, and then he didn't, and now he does, and and if if he lost it for cheating, people still still remember the fight. They still know he lost. It still tarnishes it, his record, and, and that's not right, but you can't take it back. No, you and, you know, the the opposition has nothing to gain out of it. If, you know, you, if you win the fight, sure, okay, uh, it gives you a, maybe a little bit of a bump. But, you know, if you lose, you lost it, and then if it comes around after the fact, it's, it's exactly like you said. Nobody thinks of it that way. They think of him losing the fight, and then, oh, okay, well, now he's fortunate, so on a technicality, he's got the win. What was the, when he came out with the dick pills thing, mm-hmm. that was he failed for, what did he fail for? I don't know exactly what it was. It was another performance-enhancing drug, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. This isn't, this is the first time he's got caught. It's not the first time he's done it. Mm. And I think it, it tarnishes the entire legacy. And I, I really think it's too bad because I think he is tremendously talented. But y- you can't say he's the best fighter ever. You can't. 
Was he cheating the entire time? If we gave if we gave another fighter full access to steroids their entire career, does, do they have a different career? I would almost guarantee it. This is true. Relax that front hand. I hold it tight when I pull it back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to think. <laughs> I, hear, I mean, it's, it's unfortunately, it's just uh, a problem that's far too rampant and it, uh, when there's not that much time between incidents. Uh, it just it, it tarnishes too many people. It gets too many people thinking negatively about it. It's like the same type of thing. You know, the NFL comes out and they have the domestic violence issues mm -hmm. and then they go back and interview guys yeah. that played earlier saying, oh, yeah, well, it was that way with 40, 50 percent of the guys yeah. in the locker room back then. Then you just kind of you're, you're casting stones at everybody yeah. out there. It's unfortunate for the guys <laughs> that, that are pisses, clean. That pisses me off because it's like, oh, well, everybody's on something. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you we are, man. You know what I'm on? Doxycycline. You know what it makes me do? <laughs> Shit fucking four times before noon. That's what it makes me do. You know, like, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, it. That's what that's one of the things that sucks about it that I that I find really frustrating is that you know you just have this attitude like oh everybody's on something you know and it's like I I don't even make I'm not even gonna speculate how many guys are on something because like I said I don't know I mean the group of guys that I've trained with throughout my career I can't pick one that I could say hey I know for a fact that he did something because that just wasn't our gym culture. And, and, you know, that's just the way that it is. I respect you saying that, and I, I think it's important not to throw out a number because it's a stupid number, but it I is. think we also need to look at, since USADA's come in and really tightened up, how many guys have gotten caught and how, many guys, how many guys have had a performance issue that just fucking tanked. Guys well, just don't you know look what? right anymore. Honestly, I think, that, I think that the lack of IVs has definitely hindered uh, our abilities. Um, I, th I think that you saw, uh, particularly right after the IV ban went into place, you saw guys getting knocked out or TKO'd that hadn't been rocked before, that hadn't or, or had barely ever been in trouble. You saw performances that looked like shit because of that, in my opinion, because you're talking about going from, you know, having uh, a much more hydrated brain to a dehydrated brain, which is going to leave you more susceptible to getting fucking knocked out. And, yeah, it, it's weird. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I can't imagine somebody that's like, hey, you know what, I'm going to fucking do this shit. And, I mean, w we get tested randomly. like, <laughs> And guys are failing tests that they know are happening. Like, that's, the pro that, that's one of the things that blows my mind, too, is it's like you got guys that are fucking popping – for their fucking test they take the the night of the fight. Like I mean I I don't it's fucking that many fucking that many fighters are that unsure of themselves. Cuz that's really what it comes down to is you're like you're not confident in your skill set without it. It's that Dan yeah. Gable quote. 
He loved it yeah, when exactly. guys were on it. Oh, I he knew he had him beat. Yep. Hell yeah. I think I You've already lost. You've <laughs> already lost. I'm speaking outside my realm of expertise here, but from, from what I've read, um, if you get a, a doctor um, to give you steroids, somebody that's really good at it and really understands it, and you know when the tests are, you can pass every test there is. And that's why USADA is so awesome is because – you don't know when the tests are. Like, no. you've, you've had them show up at your house oh, yeah. at 6 in the morning. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. The whole family wakes up at 6 in the morning. <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> I think that's important, though, because, it, it because is. we have gotten it to the, the point now in Unfortunately, our, that's our the technology. Point where it's gotten yeah, you can, if you have the money, you can pay the doctor, and they can, you can hide it. You could never fail a test and be on steroids. I think it's another thing, too, that a lot of people overlook and don't really understand is that just a couple years ago, four or five years ago, they were letting testosterone replacement therapy in. Yeah, right. So that's fucking ridiculous. They were letting it in even when they weren't letting it in, too. Like what happened with with fucking Dan. You know, like the Marquardt fight. Yeah, I wasn't going to name names. But I'll <laughs> name names. Fuck that, man. Marquardt was cheating. He was on an unapproved steroid, and they let him fight Dan. And Marquardt has a win. Yeah. And Marquardt cheated. He knew he was fucking cheating. He was doing steroids before he got caught. I, I have no problem naming his name. <laughs> he made the decision. He could be here. He could whoop my ass on steroids or not, but it, the facts are the facts. I just, I don't know, man. It really, It really bothers me. It's kind of like the uh, the Lance Armstrong thing. I was going to say go the back same to thing. Cycling, yeah, everybody was cheating, and if everybody is cheating, then is the playing field level, but I don't think everybody was cheating. So it's, I don't know. Good for you, Sada, for, for doing the, the random tests. I think they need to look at the IVs a little bit more intelligently and, and what the sport is to understand that the IVs are are important for fighter safety and not a, a huge avenue for cheating. Jim's putting together a pretty nice group right yeah, now, too. Yeah, I see that. It's a, little it's a little bit to the left. Uh, but that was happening the uh, the last time I shot, the last two times I shot. It's because so you're torquing your front hand. Probably. It's probably. That's why I'm glad. Facial I pressure. don't have the light up now. <laughs> nobody has any idea where the hell I'm putting yeah. <laughs> We're not filming this, Dee, so. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. He just split well, you can, an you can't arrow. Say it from back here. I was actually pretty pumped that all mine were in the white. They were all on three different corners of the white, but they yeah. were all in there. I only have three arrows left, too, which is another part of my... Uh, <laughs> Your dilemma? Yeah, my <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> I was thinking Making about arrows is, is, is fun, though. I'm excited to uh, you have know what's you not tell fun me what is arrows I need. You know what's not fun is when you're not doing things right, and it gets frustrating. <laughs> like, for these ones, it's easy you know, because I just took the uh, FMJs that Dad made me and copied them. But with traditional archery, the way that you tune it is to tune the arrow. You don't really do anything to the bow. You can adjust the the rest a little bit, uh, like a hair. Um, but everything comes down to the arrow. So if <laughs> if you're not doing it right, things get frustrating. Frustrated with it, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, so so that's why I have a freaking Plano tackle box full of different weight 
field points. I don't think that's the only reason. Your no, uh, your basement is full of stuff. <laughs> you like to acquire things. <laughs> I was uh, I was considering buying a new bow, so I was holding off on arrows because um, with the with the compound it's kind of the opposite, right? You have the bow, you have the the draw length, and you have the you have the draw weight, and then you would get the proper shaft for that draw weight. Um, so I was thinking about getting a new bow. I'm still kicking the idea around, but children are expensive, and I don't know, man. I, I really get the the feeling that I'm not at the stage where it's the bow that's holding me back. Yeah, that was my mindset going in. I wanted something that was ready to roll, and and all the nice tuning and things like that. I'm, I'm sure it could help me out, and and the guys definitely did a great job and helped me set it up and everything. But I know if if there's a miss, there's no way it's going to be the fault of the equipment no. with me at this point in time. I tell you what, too, I always feel like, like oh, i got to get out and shoot like it's a chore. But every time I get out and shoot, I have a fucking fantastic time. I feel better when it's done. Yeah. It's just like you got to make time for it. It's, it's a pretty damn fun uh, from pastime. Sometimes I feel like i got to get out and run. During my run, my fat ass is not necessarily loving it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do enjoy do enjoy shooting the bow. Exactly right, yeah. Good stuff. You are up, Michael. Oh, that's all wet. Oh, that's wet too. But whatever. I'll sit over here. What are uh, the other the other big <coughs> fight news? Is uh, all I can read about on every <laughs> all news source. Anything can ever. I'm read not. About. I'm not watching it. <coughs> I'm not getting it. I'm not paying for it. I'm not watching it. I'm getting up early and riding my bicycle with Ian the next morning. Mm. Riding Dan's bicycle, I should say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, you'd have to be living under a rock to not know everything about the Mayweather-McGregor fight. I guess the I think there's some definite positives to it, right? It's bringing some some real attention mm -hmm. um, to both boxing, which I think is in need of a of a rejuvenation at this point, mm -hmm. and some real attention to uh, to MMA and to the UFC, which is always good. You know, I I remember the time we first started watching. You could never find it on on mainstream TV. No, yeah, it was impossible. And now, you know, with with cable, you can pretty much find MMA on any channel at any time of the day. Yeah. You know, they're covering on Fox, on ESPN, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely been um, a push for everybody involved. I mean, both sports and stuff like that. But it is also, it's, it's, it's dog and pony. You look at those two guys, you can look at their mannerisms. They, come on, they don't, people are buying into the, oh my gosh, they don't like each other, all this crap. They don't freaking care. They're best fucking friends at this point. They love They're each about other. to make each other <laughs> a freaking shitload of money. They don't care. And I mean, the fact that people buy into it. I don't know why people because, need to buy into it because either. Because of, yeah, because of that drama. Because of, oh, well, you know, McGregor rubbed his head at the one press conference. Like, it's just that. We we don't need that. They're it's going to be fun to watch. Two, it's two very high level athletes yeah. competing. And I mean, that should be the draw. Like, 
I mean, my opinion of it is that Mayweather is going to outbox him. Yes. That's that's what my opinion is. And, and I might be wrong. Uh, I've been known to be wrong in the past. But he's a boxer. He has been boxing since he was freaking two feet tall. And he's arguably the best boxer that's ever lived. Uh, he's, he's certainly the best... I want to say defensive boxer yes. that's ever lived. Yeah, you know, and McGregor's game is not, he's not a boxer when he's in there fighting. You know, his striking style is more taekwondo based. He uses his kicks more to set up his hands. And if he can't throw those kicks, how is he going to set up those hands? Uh, does he have power? Of course he has power. He's got age on his side. He's, you know, he is a threat, just like anyone. He's a threat, you know. And but the you know the 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 line being, you know, I forget what the hell Mayweather is. He's a pretty pretty decent favorite. People are betting a shitload of money on McGregor. But it makes sense. I mean, like. It's it's just a different sport. Like it's it's a completely different sport, mm -hmm. and I I don't think that they necessarily translate as well as everybody thinks they're going to. Yeah. Right. Like just because you can, Nolan Ryan was a great pitcher. He mm -hmm. could throw a ball with his hand very accurately. <coughs> would he have been a great quarterback? I don't think so. He probably would have been an okay quarterback. And if you stuffed him in an NFL game, he I'm sure he could throw the ball. Mm -hmm. But that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're putting you're putting somebody in a different sport against an individual at the highest level. Yeah. Um and it I think it'd be different too if Mayweather was a reckless fighter who uh you know, who threw haymakers and was looking to knock you out, maybe maybe McGregor could deal with that flurry, but uh, yeah, Mayweather's a tactician. Yeah. He's got he's great footwork. Yeah, he he's doesn't not a, he's not get a puncher, hit. he's a boxer. Uh worst case scenario. <coughs> for a, uh, an MMA fighter would be a, a, a very tactically sound fighter, boxer, which is what you're, which is what you're seeing. It's going to be a boring fight, and and McGregor's going to lose the decision. That's my prediction. Or is it, or is it, in the, or, or is it a, a freaking work, man? You know, there's there's rumors going around. We need to we need to check our six. Start talking about this. Apparently, there's rumors going around that. The, that the the work is in. I hope not, because I bet a hundred bucks with my brother. <laughs> well, I gave you some company in that tree. Oh, nice! <laughs> I knew it when it went. I heard that different sound. Yeah. Funk. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! And there she is. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what I don't know what I'm gonna do for the fights. Might go to Tap House. We'll see. I think they were taking reservations or some shit. I I saw I on places. Their sign, yeah, yeah, places places that are showing the fights are actually like you gotta you gotta book in advance. It's pretty crazy. I think I'm gonna be in bed at that point in time. I got yeah. that warrior dash in the morning. And I got a party over at Andrew's house, <coughs> so I'll uh, I'll check our our trail cam. Mm -hmm. 
then probably bringing the kid back home, putting him to bed and going to bed about five minutes later. There you go. So I guess I'm uh, going to get up early that day, do some weird shit in front of your trail cam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Weirder shit than that's already happened <laughs> in front of your trail cam. Which is pretty weird. I still have mineral magnet in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> that's your own fault. That, that was your idea. It was a good idea. <laughs> it was a good idea. It's going to sell like hotcakes. Hotcakes. Uh... I feel like I got a good group going, but I can't see the target, so I really yeah. can't tell. <laughs> feel good when I let it go, though. Uh, I mean, the the most messed up part about the whole Mayweather-McGregor thing is that every other UFC card is taking a backseat. Like, what's the next card? There is no next card. Has there, has there <laughs> been... Has there been has there been a promotion for other fights or other uh, you know in the last like couple weeks? Has there been any any push or anything else? Uh, I, I feel really like it's been I solid. really haven't seen anything. Yeah. All I've seen is promotion of this this event. Yeah, and I understand they're making money off of it, but at the same time, it's it's boxing and. The only reason they're making money off of it is because McGregor has to give them part of his purse. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a little yeah. Little I'm trying to. S bizarre. I mean, you know, his gain is substantial, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I don't think the payoff for MMA is as significant. Certainly not as significant as his personal game is. No, and no, I, I think and I'm wondering I, yeah. like where where the line is drawn. Like you're saying, they're they're taking away from the marketing and the advertisement, the other things. So, are they taking away from those other fighters that have fights coming up more so than they are promoting this one event? Like, is that taking away from MMA more than this is possibly building it up? I don't know. It's very short-sighted too because it's not a repeatable business model, right? It name it's a work. name <laughs> another boxer. Name one. Name another current Mike boxer. Tyson. A current boxer. <laughs> Klitschko. Klitschko's who box. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Klitschko's been going for a while, man. You just there's not another huge draw in the boxing world right now. There's <coughs> not. They don't exist. Hmm. I heard Holyfield's still looking tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can fight. Play Couture or Liddell. I don't know. Yeah. There's not. There's just not yeah. a. There's That'd not another <laughs> another boxing draw. There isn't. There's. Uh, so you can't. You can't do it again. So what? Uh, where does it leave either sport? Um, boxing needs to unify. You pay the judges so that they give a decision to McGregor. You make it controversial, and then there's a rematch, and everybody makes makes the more money. money. Again. More, yeah. I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. Yep, you heard it here podcast. first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, make sure to remind me that I'm going top pin now. You're not going top pin, Jim. I'm going the top pin. You go top pin, baby. Top pin, baby. Top pin, baby. Where are those brats at, by the way? Cause um, they're just about done. I don't, I don't like eating on the air because uh, we don't talk while we're eating. No. We've tried it before. <laughs> so... 
We found some stuff that we can't do while we podcast. Fishing turned out to be tough. It was tough. It because there's awesome. only two of us. I think if there were three of us, it would have been a little bit easier. Or if we were catching more fish. Plink, but there it is. But we wouldn't balls. have been able to fit on the boat. No, that's true. <laughs> if there were three of us. Very, very true. I got to, uh, I, I'm not sure if this was the right angler move, but uh, we went to Lake Winnipesaukee. The boys and I did some fishing. Um, we went out in the boat. I, I had a, uh, I don't know what it was. I know they have lake trout. It mm -hmm. was possibly a lake trout. Uh, I followed the lure. It's super clear there. He followed the lure to the boat. He was a really big fish. Um, never got him to bite. And the boys, they can't go, you know, too long. So they're you threw they're a piece six of dynamite in there. So I, uh, we, uh, we fished off the dock, and they, they lost interest. And on the last day, I wanted them to still be pumped up about fishing. So we went and bagged, like, 75 sunnies. Nice. <laughs> we crushed them. <laughs> so Nothing wrong with that. No, they were they were pumped up, and it was actually uh, one of my favorite fish ever. Um, my son Finn caught a sunny, and he wanted to keep him, so we put him in a uh, in like a Tupperware, and he carried him over to the beach, and we had to talk about setting him free eventually. And uh, he was sitting next to the sunny, talking to him, and uh, he freaked the fish out a little bit, and the fish jumped out of the Tupperware and landed directly on his lap. And uh, I think he thought he was being attacked because he really freaked out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it made me laugh so damn hard. <laughs> so I hope that fish is swimming somewhere right now. I uh, love you, Sonny Fish. Yeah, he's the best. He did exactly what I wanted him to do. <laughs> but it w they, had a, they had a good time. So I, wanna, I want him to get on a bass one time. Mm -hmm. You know, like a, a bass hitting top water for me is the pinnacle of fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, I haven't pulled in a tuna or something yet. Which That's I, true. I would imagine it's pretty <laughs> motherfucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I feel like once they start to get hooked on that. But but for now, man, they were pumped. They uh, they truly enjoy switching lures, um, which is w what we did more than anything else. Yeah. And uh, I did I did bring the bait caster. Nice. Um, and I do Proud think that I am I'm starting to understand it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's not for bombing lures as far as you can go no um but it's more of a control thing it i do i do think thing. i want to purchase a left-handed bait caster though because okay. i i really like reeling with my left hand <laughs> i caught a lot of heat for that on your uh <laughs> you <didn't laughs> in your video i did well you should have caught heat for it. you were reeling upside down you twat i was reeling with my power hand my left hand the stranger I let, I let the i let the stranger pull a fish in and i uh so I did I did bird's nest the shit out of uh, the baitcaster, though, several times. And I think it's important, you know, Jim said that the key to the baitcaster is setting the break properly. So uh, setting the break up for each different lure, uh, it definitely helped. I'm just not sure, again, the risk-reward on the baitcaster. It's cool because it was fun to buy some new shit and, yeah. uh, and fuck around with it, but... If I was stranded somewhere, I would definitely only have a spinning reel. <laughs> it's always cool to have those new toys, and then you got to worry about the you know, that expense and commitment and everything. you got to set them up, and then once you buy it, you feel yeah. like you got to use it. It's so. like, you know, it's you talk about you're out with the 
kids and seeing them like they're they're interested and they're not interested and I'm I'm looking forward to the same thing. I'm looking forward to having the excuse to buy more cool stuff yeah. for hunting and fishing because you know it's it's for me and the kid. Yep. And then I'm looking forward to him being excited about it for about five minutes and then I'm not really looking forward to when he loses patience it's, it's with it the and then shit. I'm sitting it's there trying the to shit. get everything squared away when he's flipping his shit because he doesn't care about it anymore. But <coughs> and when, when they're on the line, it's a lot more fun, and it's regardless of what's there, like our our infamous fly fishing trip. Fly fishing, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. It was a little World bit... World record, Sonny. It's, it was different for me with fly fishing. I, I probably could have stood there all day and not caught a thing, which is exactly what I did. I still had yeah. a great time in, in other... It's a good thing that I caught all the fish. We were able yeah. to survive... It's in other fishing situations, I definitely <laughs> do a lot better when there's actually something on. Yeah, fly fishing's fun because you're—it's almost like throwing a frisbee, right? Like you're doing something cool the whole time, and then you get to catch fish as well. Every mm -hmm. once in a while, the fly will lace into your ear uh, from behind just to let you know <laughs> that you're doing a sport that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just went to. Uh, Lake Wall and Paul Pack, and uh, well, technically we weren't in, we weren't fishing Wall and Paul Pack. We were fishing um, one of these smaller lakes in this community around here. And uh, I was my kids; they caught fish, and I didn't. I was pissed. Did you help so them pissed. catch fish? Were you no. being like altruistic and no. getting them on fish? No, no. no. Mm. They were casting. They were like. They were like why it was actually doing really good casting, um, and uh, yeah, Amelia caught a a little perch, and Wyatt caught a sunny, and I was I was pretty jazzed about it, and I got skunked. <laughs> it's pretty exciting, like for kids, and, and they were flipping out still too. For it's me, yeah, awesome. pulling yeah, something awesome. like out of the depths yeah. and getting to see it and examine oh it. Oh my god, I caught a fish. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. I can't, I can't remember my first fish. I, hmm. first fish that I remember catching I, I was out in Montana, uh, when we went out there to visit my grandfather. Uh, I think it was when my grandmother was still alive, possibly too. Um. I don't know if that was my first fish. I don't know if they'll remember their first fish. I can remember the first time I got it. Yeah. I don't remember my first fish, but we live lakefront, and uh, I remember for my birthday I got uh, Berkeley had just come out with their power bait, mm -hmm. and I got Berkeley power tubes. I could run them weedless, and I could jig them on the bottom, mm -hmm. and I went out one day, and I caught like six bass, and I remember just being like, this is fucking awesome <laughs> like before that it was just random yeah. right like you caught a fish or you didn't and i felt like i didn't have control but after that i was like this is this is amazing this this is it this, this is, is what makes sense i also i remember maybe even before that was uh my dad got me a light up bobber mm -hmm. and we would let meat like rot in the refrigerator <laughs> and then we would uh we would go cat fishing at night with the light up bobber and i remember that being cool as shit because you got to be like up past bedtime uh -huh. and then you could just hang out and you didn't really have to do anything and then your lighted bobber would disappear 
you know, and catfish felt dangerous, right? Because they had yeah. those like jaws and oh, it's got spines. Yeah, careful, careful, careful with spines. They do that like weird, like when you got <laughs> them in. <laughs> we we were uh, I was I wanted to try to go catfish while we were out there, but uh, ended up not happening. But I did catch my first uh, my first fish from the surf, which was pretty exciting. What'd you get? Caught a little fluke. Probably about, a, probably about a 14 inch or something like that. It got to be 18 to keep. So, uh, so you're just not eating. I'm just not eating. But uh, yeah, that was the first. That was the first time I've been surf fishing. You know, I've been. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily deep sea fishing, but I've been fishing in the ocean. Um, but uh, yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool. That's a that's a tough cast just to get it out past the surf. Right? Well, we were, I I was like we went to uh, Walmart down <laughs> down by the down by the shore and uh, I was like ah, maybe I'll get a surf fishing rod, you know. <laughs> it's not all about buying things. It's not all about <laughs> buying things. But you're looking at you know a twelve foot freaking rod, and I'm like, well, it'll sure make things a little bit easier. And it probably would have. I was using a cat pole, you know, so I was still using an eight-foot fishing rod. Um, but I probably could have gotten that out a little bit further. Uh, that a covered shot. a little more ground um, if I had gotten the surf rod. But that's the thing is how often do I surf fish? That was, like I said, that was the first time I've ever done it. So, Although I was very excited the next time I, I went down to Lake Dix, uh, I was in the saltwater section. I was like, oh, God, I need to. I need to order some of this, or I need to order some of that, or not order, buy, <laughs> rather, just buy the buy the, that flashing light. Fucked me up. My the light is, is our our time is almost up with the light, oh. so it flashes to let you know. Got a spare battery. Pat's on his last. And I'm shooting very know. poorly this uh this round. This set. Well, that's because your stomach's growling. So is mine. You need to shoot this shot. I'm gonna let this one rip into I the pine I think that. I th <laughs> <laughs> Third time's a charm. Rhomboids. Rhomboids, Pat. Pinks it back together. Nice follow through. Shanked it. <laughs> Shanked it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think on that note, since our light is is fading um, and the bratwurst are ready, um, we're gonna call that quits. So thank you guys for tuning into the the Jim Miller podcast. Uh, catch us again next time. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning into the Jim Miller podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so that we can keep bringing you more. Also, check out JimMillerMMA.com to stay up to date with everything that's going on. Thanks.